Hello, 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 everyone. It is me, your host, Just X Henry of Kokoa Radio, also on Twitter at Hello KRKA Radio. I am the amazing leader of Table Nights, and we are here to discuss some things with my fellow co host, Black Word. Hey, it's the villain, uh, Table Dusk here, better than everyone. Three times viral for Sigma Martin Luther King this week. <laughs> <laughs> the wind god Vontae, our peacemaker how y'all doing your reasons here hope y'all doing well and the illustrious cock of Kokoa radio dr showtime cock is strong it was getting me from euphoria one word i can do without Ever here? Yeah, hello. Listen, listen. Cock. Cock. Like a top he does not have a cock. He has a dick. He has, so a, he has, a, he has a big the old um, nine inch. He has a big old nine inch dick. Word on the street in Baltimore. He got a big old nine inch dick, and it's huge. the Omega level, level top. I'm just saying. It's giving gentle. <laughs> he mm. he out here for lay. He out here for laying bottoms. Splitting mm. them in two. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> he likes to he likes to go around. Hmm. If you like, if you like to make a royal honey donation to Kakoa Radio, we we take all royal honey donations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need we get a royal we need get a royal honey sponsorship. <laughs> we do. We need sponsors. I we think need sponsors. Here is important. Yeah, from all the, from all the things that uh, we will will love to utilize. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly, hell, hey, 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 hey! I've been saying we need merch. And we can sponsor their their products in our store, like it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I maybe like a dispensary will uh, sponsor us. Maybe one of those. Truthfully, maybe I find a nerd, <laughs> one that loves nerds, uh, mm-hmm. the one that loves black people, because you know not a lot of nerd stuff like black people. Josh, yeah. Mm. The yeah. best shade throws itself. We have nothing else to yes. say. Josh, we in your name alone throws shade. Those fucked up teeth. Just so you guys know, I'm, we are shooting later than usual. Yeah, we are shooting later than usual, and um, but we're more on time than Josh Whedon, so mm-hmm. <laughs> how about that? Child, that messy bitch. You know, and it's so funny because, like, you know, if we would have taped this when we were supposed to, um, we would we we would have missed this story. I had to push it back to next week, but it's fine, like because we have such a a low episode of things that we really can't discuss this. Um, we could do this first. I mean, let's just okay. Sorry, y'all. We go talk about Josh Week today. We talk about uh, Marauders number twenty-seven, and generally we don't talk about what the circuit party is beforehand. But the circuit party today is going to be the X-Men vote. We have thoughts. We're, we're, we're doing nice. It's yeah, we're doing, nice CNN, we're doing CNN, MSNBC analysts. You know, I'm sorry, a reputable uh, a news source, Al Jazeera. Um, what? That's the question. Would the would the X-Men vote be ESPN or CNN? I feel like it's a mixture of both. How did Amy do that? Real quick, like you know, it's it's somewhere in between. Yeah, like right. I feel I feel like a CNN. Yeah, because it's not sportsy enough. Yeah, it's a draft, it's though. It is a draft. But the a meta draft. Of it, from our point of view, it is a draft. You know, we campaign hard. You know, I I got strong from Olivia Pope propaganda. I pushed the narrative, and the narrative was anti-microwave, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. In the commentary, I feel like in the X universe, it would definitely be CNN. 
So let's talk about Miss Josh. Josh. Uh, you know, um, uh, before you get there, Henry, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna make sure that we level set real quick, um, so that we're all on the same page. For very clear for uh, for clarity, Joss Whedon's X Men run wasn't that good. Oh, okay. We going there. It's so weird. It's the honest truth because like it was particular characters he did interesting. But there was characters he kind of messed up. And it's interesting that Emma Foss is one of them. Um, oh, we're going there. We're stopping. Kitty Pride. How do you mess up the doll? How did you mess up the doll? She's so simple. Because he doesn't wow. get female dynamics very well. He doesn't understand female friendships. I don't 100%. think. Well, he don't mm-hmm. understand women because he, mm-hmm. he hates them so much. He hates women. So, I mean, I would have I handled Emma Frost the same way, too. You know, I think I talked to y'all, I don't know if it was on air about like the nice guy narcissist and how they are like really predators like to their core, but require a certain level of of, like stability in their life. But they are very vindictive against their like whatever the counterparts, men or women, whoever they date that they did not get satisfaction for from, they act a certain way. And I feel like Josh Josh Wheaton is definitely that and it comes out in his Xander character. But it's always that one nerd character, the one geek who's re- deeply resentful, but they let him slide because he's quirky and he cracks jokes, but like he's not a good person. And that definitely felt like Cyclops when he was doing that X-Men run, he turned Cyclops into that. And it wasn't really all that great, honestly, to see that in Cyclops. I feel like that spearheaded the Cyclops as a cop movement that carried on past 2000s. Right. That's fair. That's completely fucking fair. Yeah, Josh is just out of line. I'm so glad that uh that Ray Fisher, uh you know, ran him for fucking filth. Uh, justice for Ray Fisher. Um, I, I I just find it just like you know, it's just I think the thing that's been like I think I think there's just been a loaded thing lately of anti-blackness going on in media. The thing with Abbott Elementary. You know, and, I, and mm-hmm. I know that's not nerd related per se, but it's like every time black folks do not do something, y'all become real off, real obtuse, really quickly. And I, and I think somebody said that in a tweet on the on the on the uh, on our Twitter. About that was how me. Obtuse... Okay, yeah, it's just it's just tired and shit, and it's really fucking weird. Like I, I was watching a video today on my on my actual Twitter from some guy talking about the issue of how nerds get really upset about black representation when they like mm. they say like um they do a black uh, green lantern and everybody got an issue but no one got an issue with guy gardner uh how um not how jordan cal rayner you know or when or whenever it's like you know but then you turn around and say white white folks white nerds would be like oh we'll create your own characters we have static shock y'all don't support it so which one is it or which you one is let it? it through but it's with that artwork and you know, I'll lie on Twitter and say it's great because, you know, if it gets me in, it gets me in. I'm going to lie to his face. I'm going to say whatever. I'm not going to talk myself out. But in privacy, among proper company, I'm going to say it. The artwork isn't good. I don't care what your inspiration is. That's, that static artwork is, is bad. And the fact that he got that chance is a blessing, you know? God bless him. But I said, I said that before. I think DC has an art problem in general. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is Your why, art is very, get... very inconsistent. 
And yet Wonder Woman Historia. Phil did y'all a favor. Phil Jimenez. Well, you, the operative the operative word, and I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna just say it. Hispanic artists are better artists. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, the culture of artwork that exists there. Yeah, it's like, the culture of artwork. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Through. Pepe Larraz, um, who else I used to love back in the day when I was younger? Uh, Roger Cruz. Like, I could go on and on about, like, how many Hispanic artists are, like, really amazing and really do great work. But, you know, a lot of these, you know, y'all keep hiring these reductive-ass Rob Liefeld-ass niggas to do y'all artwork, and y'all want to buy that, nobody Let, wants to buy y'all shit. Let's not even bring up Rob Liefeld. We already had a segment uh, several episodes ago where I just spouted off for a crisp 20 minutes about that bitch-ass bitch. Oh, we all did, and it was bloody and beautiful, and I'll do it again. But I think that's very true. Just like they say, like, you know, stories written by Black people with our perspective in mind, like Toni Morrison, Christopher Priest, like a bunch of us, the stories hit certain beats that just stay memorable, even if the artwork isn't great. And it's, I blame it on the fact that we do come from an oral tradition where storytelling is a prime ultimate like cornerstone. Like the inability to tell a story is so un unsavory that you have to point it out to someone if they can't tell a story really well. Like it's not even just that you didn't wrap it up. Like even when the story was long, you did not convey it in a way that made it mm -hmm. interesting and therefore it's unattractive. And I highlight the fact that we are a storytelling tradition because people will highlight it without directly point, pointing it out. Like they'll say like, oh, you know, black people are just so charismatic. Or like, I love how you guys talk with your hands and it's so passionate. I'm like, that's the basic tenets of like eloquence and like, you know, storytelling. You involve right. someone past just the words and into the actions of what you're doing. Right. Um, but you guys made it icky. You didn't know yeah. how to convey that. And so now it's weird. Right. And I think DC needs to really, I, I think I think all comic houses in general need to really start investing in more diverse talent because a lot of these um, people from different experiences have a different lens on art. Um, I will say that like they see things like as white folks, you know, they just, they, I'm not saying that all white artists are terrible, but I think for the most part, for the course, most of them aren't good. Um, people of different group, ethnic groups see different things or are exposed to different forms of things versus things that are like um, Eurocentric, especially like a lot of the art that um, sometimes I see is very Eurocentric. They are not capable of doing other diverse types of like, you know, everybody got the same, like how you got a black man with thin ass lips like that, like, or like, you know, you got, you got Storm with this fucking like narrow ass nose, like she can wear glasses that actually are made for her face. I'm like, us black folks who can't wear glasses that are made for our faces because their glasses are a part of white supremacy, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, I mean, look at Oliver Cortell, like not just like in terms of the magic order, the comic, like one versus two. Number one is bombastic with his artwork. Everything looks right, but then a new artist took over from ma the magic order too, and the story is still hitting. But the artwork doesn't match up to what it used to be. And it's a slight subtle difference between the two people writing it or who, who's right. drawing it. Or like even seeing Olivier uh, Corpel's like depiction for the Marvel Voices um, Black History Month is coming out soon. You saw the covers for it. And it's just the features sync up with the skin tone, sync up with the hairstyles. You never seen Luke Cage look so good. Right. And and mm -mm. and never. usually we draw right, never. And we usually we usually draw ourselves better. And I think that maybe you guys might want to start diversifying. You need to, because I'm tired of every time you want to include a black character, you have to whitewash them. 
I was like, that's the only right. time you'll use it. And I'm like, um, okay. You right. whitewash them list. in their their characterization. You whitewash them in their presentation and the artwork. Why? When you can just hire somebody who's black or brown of some form or not white, they can tell the fucking story right. And then your audience will actually enjoy it more. And then that translates to dollars because people go and buy the shit. Jerry Duggan, this is not about you. We love you. Um, you know, Al-Ewing if also, we mentioned sorry. Al-Ewing, if we mentioned you on this podcast before that we respect you, even you, Leah Williams, you know, I we we will constantly give you shit if you do the story incorrectly or if Marvel doesn't let you execute the story in the right way. Right. But at least you're trying. And I think that is and you're trying to provide it with some level of respect, but you're also providing accountability when it doesn't go well. And honestly, if you don't do it, then it would not have been depicted at all. So until we can get someone into those rooms, and I know it's, it, people are trying constantly. I don't think this is like happening in a vacuum where people say out loud, like, oh, we want more Black talent right for these extra comics. I don't think it's happening in a vacuum. I do think the same enterprises that set up Josh Wheaton to be able to do what he does and say what he does mm-hmm. and operate the way he does and has done and will probably continue to do um are what is getting in the way of actually providing what the audience is seeing demand but we'll right. see x-men red i yeah, expect we'll x-men see. red to be the moment where you actually let like the ethnic identity of these characters shine not just like storm but also the fact that eric is jewish or the fact that um roberto brown bobby like brown, brown bobby, bobby. and i think this is the moment especially i wanted dust to be on this team but i understand she's not um, but gentle would fit into this team as well. That narrative of discussing what are they when their mutant side isn't being forcefully shoved to the front, and now they're in right. a world full of mutants, and now they're like, oh yeah, Storm's also a black woman, also in parentheses, I mean, queer in parentheses, queer black woman, Storm or Eric, queer Jewish man, or Roberto, capitalist black man, <laughs> right. He's also a little bit queer too. Yeah, he got a little. He got a thing for Cannonball. He does, but I feel like they're going hard on to like the himbo romance aspect of it, which never really. It always happens though. The himbo romance of it all is like, oh, we're best friends. It's coded that way, and we wish we were. It makes so much sense, haha. But I'm like, just do it. Yeah, I think I think sometimes it's like. I think the queer coding that goes on amongst men is getting kind of like the bromance thing is getting a little redundant now. I think men can be friends and it not seem um, like they, like they, yeah. Like it always seems like, you know, like, you know, it's like, I I would, I I would expect less touching, much touchy-feely stuff and more like, Child, you know, uh, you know, uh, Smasher out here trying to fuck out of me, bitch. Like, you know, I can't be, you know, she's in here trying to give me her her imperial god bullshit. I'm so tired, like, you know, child, these girls, child, I just can't. They just be wearing me out, child. Back in Kentucky, I will be dealing with this shit. You know, give me some, give me some, give me some drama instead of like, you know, proving that masculinity is is not fragile by y'all always hugging and touching each other. You don't want to be hugged and touched. It's very Tumblr flower crowns. It's like the Black yeah, like, Joy era. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a gay man. I don't need to be touched all the time to prove that, that we in relationship as men. 
I'm, I'm like, I have that kind of relationship with straight man. It's nothing like that. We do not ever actually need to be talking to each other constantly. It's affirming conversations. Yeah, like conversations. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, you look really nice in that suit right now, my guy. Right, right. Let's have a hug. But that's exactly. not how people really talk to each other. <laughs> right, exactly. So you want to hit this uh, Marauders joint real quick? Sure thing. I'm a married woman now. <laughs> Off the market. Uh, <laughs> so, Marauders issue 27. I'm just going to be covering the highlights moments for characters here. So, um, Bishop and Pyro, they impersonate two Australian arms dealers called, um, named Mr. Nobody and the Blade. And they managed to take um, $8 billion through cryptocurrency through the uh, Verindi, the little badass Verindi kids, the rich kids. And they sold them um, two stolen shield he uh, helicarriers, I believe. Um, we get the real nobody and the blade that shows up and exposes those two, which leads into this big brawl between uh, the Verindi and the Marauders. And um, we get a little bit of a fight there. And then we get... Um, Christian Frost coming onto the boat talking about um, him and Bobby were going on a trip, but um, Bobby is somewhere, Sissy Bobby is somewhere flexing his Omega level muscle on some Frost Giants, which was a little funny moment there. Um, Willa, Wilhelmina Kingston um, is stuck in Mandrapore with no money. Um, those Verindi kids done wiped out all of her accounts. Um, they also send a Reaver assassin to eliminate her, and um, Callista intervenes and shanks the shit out of this Reaver, and um, they dispose of the body. Callisto later takes uh, Wilhelmina to mask at the um, Mora, Mora's little hospital, whatever the hell it's called, and he changes her features so that she can go and live her life in peace. Um... Emma Frost, um, she kind of narrates her journey with helping establish the uh, nation of Kokoa, um, working to build the government with men she says she doesn't trust. And um, despite all her success with like the, the Hellfire trading and um, the gala and everything, um, she says that she, uh, she feels lonely. So she decides to get Lord Chantel to take her chair in the Hellfire Trading Company. And then she also enlists the Cuckoos as, um, uh, I guess, the White Queen of the Hellfire Trading. And I believe it's Esme, who's the sister who has the final say or however that goes. Whoever the sister is in the white, she, she's basically the one that has the final say. Um, Laura Chantel, um, she kind of discusses her... Um, little master's in business and her law degree and um, basically it makes her a perfect candidate to help out with the uh, with hellfire trading um, so she talks to um, Emma about her fresh start and her building her how she you know worked her way up the ladder and all that before Xavier made his announcement about cocoa and all that stuff 
And then um, we later get to a moment with Chantel where she approaches Shaw and basically informs him that she's taking his position. And he agrees to that. And um, he agrees to it if uh, Shinobi gets to stay. Um, but we all know with Sebastian Shaw, he always has some type of ulterior motives or whatever. And then we get to Shadowcat, who, um, or excuse me, Kate Pride, who is still struggling to enter the Krakoan gates. And um, let me see, Forge, he's still trying to help her um, with this issue. He hasn't had any luck, um, which brings us to like the end of the book. And she infiltrates the Baxter building um, and asks Reed to help her with the Krakoan gate issue in exchange for the knowledge Xavier took from his mind. And that happened way back in X-Men versus Fantastic Four for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and then you see her with two Krakoan uh, flowers in her hand, and that's kind of where we end the book at. And then we get to um, this other page where it shows the new Marauders series, and we see Cassandra Nova, and it's this quote that says, I am here to uh, ruthlessly defend our kind. I've grown so bored of bloodless hands. And that's basically the sum of this issue. Um, not really too much went on with that one but um i definitely thought it was uh kind of like a nice wrap up to this run um i'm glad that laura chantel is kind of like taking back her power because she's been like in an abusive situation with sebastian shaw and you know she's finally finding her place in krakoa um Emma Frost gets to focus on basically just being on the quiet council. She doesn't have to worry about all these jobs because Mama said, I'm tired. You know, I ain't going to get my Botox and I don't know how long. Like, this shit fucking me up. So it was, it was a good, it was a good little, good little run, good little wrap up. What, what do it you was, guys say? It was cute. Um, Lord of Chantel said, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my, reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Sebastian, you tried to fuck out of me, bitch, and you won't try me again. Yeah, she took put, put her foot right on that nigga's nuts. Yeah, it, it, like immediately. She said, you go ahead and want to, I will teleport your nuts off. You try me if you want. I'm not I that girl anymore. I have lived out here in this world. I will fuck you up. I will stop a mud hole in you, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> I see the use like, of inspiration like, from trying her powers, too. I was looking at that. I was like, those like orbs, but I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> Just get yep. a little page. I mean, I'd rather be page than be motherfucking freebie. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. Well, Only one well, hot girl. Or, 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 and as much as I, or as much as I love her, I'd rather be heard and proved because I would hate to be killed by an industrial fan. That's a whole nother. Well, mm, mm, no shade to the proved mm, lovers because I love mm, Don't get me wrong, but we can't act like she listen. was killed by an industrial fan. I was and listen, yeah. we know who the storm of the family is. Mm-hmm. We know it's Piper. So mm-hmm. it's Piper. Yeah, Piper's mm-hmm. the one. Piper's the one on the clock. Always been it. She's the one on the clock. Piper's the one on the clock. It's just the truth. I think that you know the Will and Mina storyline. I feel like they're about to drag into the next issue, uh, because oh girl, I'm not sure if I like it that she's getting such spotlight if she wasn't going to do like I know they it's all those sweets asking oh is she a cuckoo and he was like oh that would have been a good idea 
But no, she's just some girl. <laughs> some girl with issues, yeah, but she's just some girl. And honestly, they can't really entertain that for too much longer. I'm like, yeah, y'all can change her face, but like, what else is going on here? She kind of can't just only be doing this. And by the way, it's also, they said it'll, they'll alternate the seat. So it's not just going to be Esme. Whoever's turn is to wear white because they changed the person who wears white gets to lead the, the hookahs. Hmm. The Willamine thing kind of like weird to me because I think a good uh, plot twist work would be her being a, a, a cuckoo. But I think also the thing that's weird too is that like you just you just set a child off into the world with no money. What's up with the X Men and Krakoans and children? Like y'all just be y'all. Just, it's not Peter Pan, baby. Y'all gotta let these kids do like you got them wild and loose in the motherfucking um. And little, and little, what's a, what's a little, what's a little ship the brothel? Uh, Stacy X had care of babies in the Bowery. Got the kids just, mm-hmm. just mute, just abandoning babies and shit. Like you know, Cyclops ain't a good daddy. Professor X ain't a good daddy. Franklin away, they do Franklin. Yeah, the like streets. what the fuck is going on with y'all? <laughs> like, like goddamn, like like Brenda's had a baby, ain't got shit on y'all. Like goddamn. There's another mutant on the L. <laughs> right, like for real, like just another mutant on the LTE. Yeah, but y'all right. remember that Family Guy episode where they was talking about prom night dumps the babies? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, like, that, they definitely kind of, like, yes. embodied that, like, that cutaway. Like, it's, like, horrible with children. I yeah, imagine like, Academos Habitat is literally just Euphoria meets Degrassi. That's it. They all get into right. drugs. Speaking of uh, horrible uh, parents, uh, Reed Richards is also in this issue. Um, oh fuck yes. him! And the fact yeah, that the, the missing him. the right the the information that he has uh, that Charles took from him is how to deactivate an X gene. X gene. Um, why do you need that? Why do you like like um, why is that it important? was removed from your head for a reason? And why is it so important that you need that back? You, you're you're reading very racist, Reed. And no, Mm-mm. that's not shocking at all. He's very much a and I'm mad and I'm mad. Kitty went to him too. It was like you don't trust your you don't trust your own people. See, that's the shit that I don't like. Look, girl, you can't go through the motherfucking gateway. We got it. Get over it. Bolt your ass around like everybody else. You got tempo on the team. Tell her to speed your ass around the world. Drop you off. Or, or, or your uh your girlfriend Magic can just teleport you. Right. What are we doing? I mean, she doesn't like, even have to physically be there. Like Mama is the sorceress supreme of Limbo. She got this. You're good. Right. It's like if you had Kurt on his team, you wouldn't have these issues. But that's just me. Kurt can only teleport for so far. They expanded his range. And, and he really can't. And he really can't teleport away. He hasn't seen either. That's another thing. They expanded his range. They play. They play fast and loose with that now. It's not even like a little bit like still like that. It should be, but they just do whatever now. <laughs> he hasn't had that limitation in a while. If you pay attention, he has not. And he does not substantiate that. Yeah, I need. I need. I need. I need. I need, I need something. I need something to get it together. Cause, child, Reed Richards really. 
No one likes them. It's not evil. You know what the good version of Reed is? The maker. That's the only good version of Reed. And he's the Shady. legit villain version. Shady. Just lean into it. Shade. Shade. I hope Cassandra Nova kills him. Just a little bit. Teeny bit. Take that nigga yeah. out. Oh, yeah, because like, because isn't um, Marauder about to relaunch? When it, yeah, they're relaunching. Cassandra Nova Tempo. Um, isn't Boom Boom joining the team? No. God, I hope not. Um, um, Psylocke, yeah, Psylocke and Dakin. Is Grey Crow? No, Grey Crow is the only one who isn't. I guess he decided to retire. He's pulling a gambit. Except gambits yeah, he wants one, to, uh, Knights of Ten. He wants yeah. to open his own restaurant, Grey Crow. He wants to open his own restaurant. He said. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Gambit got the cats. He got the restaurant. <laughs> Gambit, Gambit is real pressed about them cats too. He is. Gambit said, "Bitch, I'm a mother." Oh, <laughs> 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 oh bitch. Oh, bitch. Okay, that's all we got from Marauders, oh, honestly. That's all we I'm got, like, bitch. <laughs> that's all we got, bitch. I don't want nothing it wasn't really, like, really an issue. It wasn't really I'm a of an issue, if I'm being totally it really honest. Wasn't. It was... I could have skimmed that. I think it was very much so... It was very much so the, the run finale to set up what they know is coming next. All right, so Emma and uh, Shaw aren't going to be uh, the black and white, the black king and white queen anymore. So let's give it to uh, the cuckoos and Lord of Chantel. And so all it was was basically a shift. They put in certain place, people here and there. And that's all we got. That's all we got. And <laughs> oh, we got and, Christian oh, Frost case... is going to come back with a new name. We got find a bishop. Find bishop is back. And, and in case um, y'all forgot to read X Men. Uh, Fantastic Four. Here's your prompt to go read it. Is essentially what we got at the very end of this fucking issue. Yeah. If you haven't read it, you go read it now. So now that that scene will make a lot of sense. Ooh, oh, who's all the ranks for? Let's just like lay them out for the Hellfire Trading Company. You have Kate as the Red Queen. You have Bishop as the Bishop, the Red Bishop. Uh, who's the Knight of Py- Pyro? I wrote, well, he left. So and, and Lord Chantel is the new uh, black queen, I believe. Yeah, and her bishop is Shinobi. Shinobi is, and are the Fenris twins still alive? Because they're the yeah, knight. but didn't didn't well, didn't they get captured or like traded off? Or... Yeah, evicted. I think so. They're not going to be there for long. So she might just choose a new person. I think she might just choose um old dude. No, it's Shinobi the knight, I think, and the bishop. I think is Odu who they sent to be the UN ambassador. I feel like he's involved somehow. Leland? Yeah, Leland. No, he's not part yeah. of Hellfire at all. No, yeah, he's Leland's an ambassador. Right. He's oh, no, the no, ambassador he, um, to the UN. Yeah, he, he, represent, he represents Coca-Cola, yeah. Okay, okay, um, okay, got, okay, I got it. Uh, Christian is the white bishop. Mm-hmm. And he says he's going to get a new code name that had nothing to do with his father. And Callisto's a white knight. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna pitch the name um 
well, I wanted to call him Dream Twink, but Christian's not even Christian's older than Emma. He should be in his fifties. But you know he's been dead for a minute. Yeah, but even then, no, he hasn't been dead. He's been alive this entire time. He was in a conversion like ward. It was like a psychiatric ward because his dad put him through conversion therapy and he was addicted. He, he didn't um an ice man's time. Um, uh, commit suicide during Emma Frost um, thing? Nope. Nope. He did not. Actually, Emma just could not find him. And it was just like this big resent moment for her father because they had him committed and she could never get a hold of him um, or set him free up until like her father died. But then he's never popped back up. Emma came to find out that Christian has been, had manifested his ex genes. And so he was manifesting a projection of his father who would manipulate his powers and attack anyone who came close to his son as he was trapped in like this psychological loop of self-abusive behavior from uh, the trauma from his father and his drug addiction. And Iceman had to come and like sympathize with him and empathize with him to set him free. And that's why they're dating oh. right now. Oh, Fenris is the Black... They are the Black Knights. Ew. Fenris are the Black Knights. Imagine hiring Klansmen to be your knights. Sebastian. They're fucking Nazis. Shit, that's legit. And, and like, they're they the, me. the grandparents of them kids on the show. The, that awful, awful show, The Gifted. Listen, I'm the only one who likes The Gifted. I understand that. I accept that. But I like, I like The Gifted, black. too. You're not a long friend. I actually like The Gifted, too. Mm. Much to do. They didn't embrace their intersectionality. They highlighted it almost entirely. And... Mm. I'm not going to roll I didn't right like now. how they nope. No. I didn't like right. um how they portrayed Sage. I didn't like how they portrayed Polaris. I didn't like how they portrayed really anybody except Blink. <laughs> and then the guy that, um what was uh Eclipse. He was the only one that was like a new character. There was lots of new characters, honestly, but he's the only one in the main cast, you're right. Yeah, um, I think they should to give him the X twenty three treatment. Honestly, not like majorly, but maybe like a comic or two. You know, he can appear in uh, Marauders. Um, also like the Obsidian, the dude who like he's made of like glass. Kind of felt like a mixture of legit um, Blink. He he's feel like Blink in that like she has the same exact power type. God should have just did Blink honestly. But also like the Stepfords. Well, I like the idea of introducing the Stepfords. I don't like this representation of them. I think they, they did. They, they did the um the cuckoos. They did the, uh, the cuckoos really well though. The dynamic was well, but I think that what I didn't like is that like the CGI was so tellable, and she didn't very really vary. It. It's like the creepiness of the cuckoos is better when you have triplets who act like each other rather than one woman playing three roles. I was mad it got canceled. I am too. I think it was doing really well. I think Rava was a good Emma Frost substitute, um, especially because she is a black woman. And she was like, me being like I am is actually informed by my race almost entirely. Um, she's like, I grew up in New York. I grew up in the hood. I was poor. I watched what people would do when I was powerless, even though I wasn't. Um, I knew that even if mutant rights were approved, I'd still be mistreated as a black woman. And I watched purifiers murder my best friend right in front of me. And I was too gripped with fear because they were white and they were mutant haters to use my ability to stop them. And so I'm never right. going to go through that again. 
And I respected it, that. It had layers. That's why I wasn't really like really completely mad about it. I just think that like the um the Struckers was something that they, they should have just not did at all, or you just made new characters. It's so gross. The Struckers are yeah. so gross. And they try to lean away from it and go like, ah, ha, ha, they were just really close because they're Bond. I'm like, if y'all don't show who the father of, you know, the main character's, like, biological dad is, it leads to some disgusting implications because you get the flashbacks to the 60s when they're murdering, um, like, Nazi hunters and stuff. And it's just his aunt taking care of him like a mother and his dad taking care of him like a dad. And it's like, that's weird. It's a weird dynamic. It's disgusting. Um, and now the, the Fenris twins and Shaw are the two. The the Fenris twins and Shaw are the mutants that I think should always be dead from now on and forever because they are fucking awful. I think they really should just went with Darkstar and Aurora. If they wanted to do like, oh, we need twin mutants who, if you like the dynamic of that truth of like siblings, their powers interact with each other really weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's that's a better display or Monet and her siblings. Mm-hmm. All fifty eleven of them. She has three, but all fifty eleven of them. It would have been nice. I think I would like to see Monet in like the first episode, the pilot episode. You introduced to Monet, and then the gag at the end of the episode, like you know, where like this is us as they separate and they're two different girls. Mm-hmm. But Anywho. you know. Fox didn't know how to use the damn mutants at all anyway. It could have been so great. I love that moment when they called out old dude from the game. It was like, well, why did you run? It says, my grandfather didn't need a reason to run from the clan, so we're not going to need a reason to run from the purifiers. And kind of threw that back into his face of like, you're a black man and basically the clan. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, also like Beautiful Dreamer. Let's give more respect to Beautiful Dreamer's representation on this too, because she was great. She was like Jean Grey with no with no sympathy. I oh, I'll take your word for it. Listen, listen, listen. Respect my interests and love me regardless of your feelings. Irregardless, certainly. Um, so no, sadly, that's actually a word now. That's sadly yes, a word now. That's sad. It's that's listen, sadly I'm a an word English now. major here. How do y'all feel more upset about it? And I'm the actual English major. My whole degree, my degree, actually, right there. Me, I, you know, you know, we all speak English too. Yes, but I okay. tend to have a much more sacred approach to language. But I think it's like I don't. This this thing on prescriptivism versus descriptivism, and I lean more towards like language should evolve as you're speaking it. And the idea is, if everyone agrees to understand what that word is meant to mean, it should just be left alone. Yeah, the irregardless means, means what regardless <laughs> right. means. How about you stop hating me? Okay. Good luck booking that stage in addition to oh, the other. Wow. I already oh, have. Shit. Oh, shit. Let's get it. 2018 oh. Academic Symposium. I did it. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wow. Well, today's circuit party. <laughs> one of these days we're gonna have like an actual thing there but um somebody yeah, has to make look that through, so good look luck the commercial licensing <laughs> i can ask someone to do it for us 
I just never like looking out to my artist friends. I feel like I should be paying them, but I won't. <laughs> okay, so welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the circuit party this week. As we stated earlier, the circuit party this week will be discussing, aka the X. 2022 X-Men Boom. Now, as you guys might have already seen, this has been a highly, highly, highly controversial vote. Um, mostly because it has included two race traders on the list. Now, if you don't know, we do have a list of the potential candidates for the X-Men vote. Let's give me a second as I pull it up, because I save a lot of images. All right, so... I bet, I bet have, you do. Yes, I do. You've seen a few of them. Your uh, nudes so, aren't safe out there, folks. That's what he's telling you. He's saving them. <laughs> I'm snapping pictures, screenshots, left and right. So um, we have Armor. We have Avalanche. Bling. We have Gentle. We have Siren. We have Penance. Not M. Not Monet. Penance. We have... This guy named Marco Max, who I know nothing of by Wikipedia search, and he needs to burn in hell. We have Gorgon, we have Surge, and of course, we have the flying microwave herself, Firestar. Now, we all as a conventional oven. (laughs) You better come through thermal light. She's an an easy bake oven. That's what she is. She is a irradiated red wood. How your own powers impact you and give like girl. (laughs) Bake them toasted strudels, boo. I see you. No one else's power impacts them that way. What? Like, no, can you imagine that conversation? Like when she came to the uh, Jean Grey school for the first time to be a substitute teacher or whatever, and like she walked up in there. And you know, Gentle is on this list too, right? Gentle is on this list, and so is Surge. And there are two mutants who can't control their powers very well. But at the same time, it's not that they can't control them, quote unquote, that it'll kill them. It's like, yeah, it'll make my day more difficult if I'm like in pain constantly, or like if I'm electrocuting everyone I'm trying to touch. Not it gave me, I flew too much, or I saved one too many kittens from a tree and contracted something really naughty. This is very strange. So who was the pre, uh, who was the, the vote you guys had cast for? Let's start with you, Showtime. Who was the one you were going to vote for before we all had to give up? And Child, I voted for penance no less than 50, 11 times. Because mama deserves I, mean, I use every device in my home. Every device in my home. <laughs> all of too. it. <laughs> and then I did it from the work computer. <laughs> I'm not playing. That that 42% jump on the day before it ended, I was part of every it. Day. <laughs> oh, we were not playing. I feel like they rigged that vote just to make it seem like it's a narrow thing. I told y'all everyone. bring that, that uh, race trader back up in uh, in this bitch, I'm going. I just want to see. I just want to see Emma Frost show up and kill her damn horse again. You put in butter rum in a t-shirt and those goddamn clouds. Mm-hmm. 
I can't wait. It's going to be among our first drop of merch. I'm going to, it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be like, um, what's the name of that horse? So yeah, I'm going to put um, butter rum up in those t-shirts and those clouds, like a little Sebastian from Parks and Recreation. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> but Vontae, mm-hmm. who would you vote for? How many times did I, you violate work <laughs> work policy for electronics? Um, I violated a couple times. I was kind of splitting my vote between penance and gentle because I definitely want justice for both of them because both of them mm. both of them deserve to be the forefront of a good excellency. Like I don't feel like X Corp did Monet any justice. Like she she just didn't do. She she was a good businesswoman, but she just didn't do shit for for me. Um, gentle, like X Men Red was the last time we saw him. Didn't really see him after that, but still want to see him. I still want to see him. Like I want to see how he is on the field without like all his trauma and shit. Gene Gray removed it. I want to see him beat some ass. I really do. Henry, see, but I, I'm. I'm scared if Gentle's on the team, that then they'll take sync from us. And I don't I don't want that. Listen, 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 listen. They're gonna to meditate together. I think it'll be a good time for them to force themselves to because I asked myself this question because I saw everyone was so against Gentle on this team. But I was like, the X Comics got lazy when it comes to how they was gonna portray black men in the comics. They did the same exact thing four times between Prodigy, Gentle. And like fucking sync. That's the same character archetype done over and over again. I think by having them together, they're going to be forced to come up with a new thing. First of all, I think Gentle should move more away from that toxic positivity he has. And I think sync should be challenged to be more aggressive in how he deals with like oppression facing him, especially after how Generation X did. Like, oh, I forgive them because they don't understand that they're operating out of hatred. I'm like, you don't copy Monet's ability and start breaking legs. You know, Monet, don't play that. Monet will snap a candlebar off of a cage and throw it into someone's head and kill them and not cry about it later. I appreciate that about her, but I want a gentle and sink. You know, so maybe even like engage in that like mentorly, like big brother, little brother dynamic. It would have been nice. Henry, who'd you vote for? And how did you vote? Um, I voted for Gorgon and only for Gorgon. <laughs> you didn't change your vote afterwards when she saw Firestar B. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I have several thoughts. So my top three votes were Gorgon. Um, it was Gorgon, Gentle, and who's my third pick? Oh, what Firestar was my third pick. Um, and the reasoning why it was the three of them was for the sake of a story versus the sake of the situation. But I knew Firestar was going to win. It will, or hopefully, I knew she would be in the lead because you know uh, white nerds are insufferable, and they were only voting for her because she was white, not because of the story. I think mm. that I wanted Gorgon Parters. I wanted Gorgon Parters team because. We rarely ever get people of the same gender and of the same nationality on the same team. So I would love to see two Japanese men on the same team together and see how that works out. Because you know, Gorgon is technically a villain, not 
a hero. So my research I did before the vote and what I dug into what I found out about Gorgon, I was like, this will be a great set of nuance for the story. And also I need them to resolve his resurrection issue. So that's why I voted for him. Then I voted for Firestar because I wanted her feet to be held to the fire about bitch, where have you been? Like I really needed that to be explored about mutants who are anti-Krakoa but want to benefit from Krakoa. I think that like it would have been a good thing to see, you know, you know, the Candace Owens of Krakoa dragged through the fucking mud by the rest of the fucking mutants. That's what I wanted to see. That's why I wanted Five Star on the, on the team to be the example of embarrassment. Not because I thought she was a great mutant, but when everything started to come out in the rinse, it was just like, number one, it's counterintuitive to have two fire people on the team. It's also secondarily fire, uh, counterintuitive to have someone who is similar looking to the Phoenix. It's third time uh, counterintuitive to have someone that looks like Jean Grey. With a similar Jean Grey mask. gloves. Yeah, and everything, the same aesthetic. So I was like, that just doesn't make sense to even have her on a team. But for the sake of the story, it would have been good. And then I thoroughly voted for Gentle because we're just a character we just don't see enough. Um, I think that like everybody else, I don't think Armor should have been on the list again. No one knows who the fuck Micromax is. Um, anybody on that list was an Anglo-Saxon man. So Avalanche, no. Um, Blaine would have been interesting because she is a non-human looking mutant, so that would have been great to see because they keep pushing these other mutants who look like human mutants to the forefront. It's getting a little problematic. Um, but I definitely was Team Gorgon all the way, and I'm not changing my vote. Y'all kiss my ass. I, it wasn't... I, 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 I won't get in trouble for this, but I'm going to say it, but I wasn't voting just because they were black this time. Because, because oh, that's what I wanted to mention. Why I didn't vote for Penance. I didn't vote for Penance because what she was not going to do was come on that team and disrupt this shit between Sink and motherfucking Wolverine. Because what they would have done was they would have turned her to the Jezebel, which is a black stereotype for black women. So I did not want her character to, to digress into that situation. That's why I didn't vote for Penance. Because I was just like, think? I think it would have made, I think it would have been interesting to have her on the team if it was a situation between um, Sink and Wolverine all already being in the midst of this whole unresolved thing, but this swooping in, bringing her on the team, would undercut the whole point of that story, or turn it to a love triangle, and while the X-Men have thrived off of love triangles forever, it's just getting a little tired now, doing the whole like, oh, we in a love triangle, and it's Scott and Gene and, Cy- and Cyclops, I mean, I mean, Psylocke, or Scott and Gene and, um, and Emma Frost, or Scott and Gene and Wolverine, Scott and Gene to get their love life together, we can talk about that one day, um, but the love triangle thing is tired, I want them to be a superhero team. I don't want the melodrama. This is not like the old X-Men team where they convert operations, try and save mutants and shit. Y'all are operating like the Avengers and the Fantastic Four would, so I don't need the same melodrama. So, no. Penis, you can sit over there, motherfucking X-Corp, with Angel. Y'all can live with y'all double personality lives. I'm good. I don't need to see you. I love you as a character, but I don't need you there. You're just going to be in the fucking way. I I just know I'm good. I don't need I don't need penance reduced to like that type of character. And also we have Rogue on the team. It's also dumb for her to be on the team for that same reason. It's like bring somebody with a different power set or something. That's why I thought Gorgon would be a good match for the team. That's just me. Carry on. Here's my thing. 
first and foremost, I wanted Rogue off the team. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't think she belongs here. I think she mm-hmm. covers too many power sets. And also, she has nothing to do whatsoever. Um, I think she should definitely go back to Excalibur and help out with that. Because she has all of Apocalypse, all of Apocalypse's knowledge, and they need that right now. Um, but I... Exactly, exactly. I also don't think Gorgon's a bad choice. I did not disagree with that choice whatsoever. In fact, I probably would have made it too. Um, and except I did not think I wanted them to do it in a way that they undo like the other world thing. I think they, I wanted them to dig deeper into what's going on there. But at the same time, I was like, well, he could also go join Exoswords. In fact, I feel like he should be on the Exoswords team. In fact, he should be on the Exoswords team like right now because he's literally so... known for that. His whole pitch was he's a swordsman. He gave everything to Otherworld. He lost so many different aspects of himself. I'm like, if anyone can benefit from going there and trying to rehabilitate, it would be him. Um, and it's not hard narratively to make him fit in there as a character if you're saying already that, yeah, he can easily be guided telepathically. And not only that, he might be able to benefit from the magical aspects of Otherworld. Then I'm like, yeah, send him over, have him help out. It can't, if he dies there, it's not a terrible loss because how can he be broken more? They can so, just resurrect him and he'll just be fine. He'll be the same thing he's going to be forever. So with Gorgon, because he is now resurrected as a brand new version of Gorgon, one thing that we needn't forget is that for the longest fucking time, that nigga actually was a Nazi, like legitimate a Nazi. So being able over to... That. Yes, but because he is now a different version of himself, to both Henry and your point, that if they did include him, you could res- like complete that circle there, that uh-huh. he's no... He, he gets to have the same redemption sort of thing that Shadow King got, that some of the other characters who are villains uh, have gotten so that they and don't have to carry that baggage moving forward. Here's also the thing. Japan does, and I think I said this on this podcast before, Japan fundamentally, culturally has a different relationship, right, with Nazi Germany than fundamentally we do as Westerners. Not in a way that says, like, oh, they were right for everything they did, but they were allies during that period. So, it's not an explicit condemnation of them because to do that would be to say like oh yeah we were also complicit us as japan um and i think that's a conversation that you know having two asian members on the team like sunfire and like gorgon can discuss um my back Hear me? You already still doing a robot. <laughs> Am I back now? Can you're you back, hear me? It's <laughs> so insulting. It's so embarrassing. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, well, that's, I'll edit it I was out. saying Don't that worry. I went or Sunfire. I, <laughs> I think that Sunfire and Gorgon should definitely have the conversation together. Very much how Fei Long and Sunfire had that conversation about. Like, yeah, in another different world, we would actually be hating each other. Our fathers hated each other. Um, Gorgon and Sunfire shared that conversation about, like, Gorgon being a Nazi. 
because I think it would allow people who do have that feeling of, well, he can't be a hero because he's a Nazi, to look at it as this is the cultural dynamic that you're actually going to need to understand about Gorgon, his role in that, and whether or not his ideas match up what was going on. Because Fenris, they're racist, flat out. There's like no changing that. Ta-Nehisi Coates painted that picture very well of them being racist. Um, straight up called T'Challa a monkey. So there's no changing that. But I think with Gorgon, there's a lot more opportunities for him to do things that are fresh that I wouldn't have mind to have on the team, especially because I don't think they have... I like Laura, but I think they need one more brawler on that team. Someone else who gets mm-hmm. in the thick of it and, like, squares up. Um, right. Also, his power set is individual. Like, no one else has the ability like that. I think if they could petrify people, it will be fundamentally better. And yet, he's a telepath, but not in a way that Gene is. I think that will also be right. special. But, like, I really um, got to, like, I really read his power set. He, he's a very... Right? Yeah, it's a very interesting power set. I think they can use him much more than I think I think that someone someone they need someone just as dumb as Wolverine out in the field. Mm-hmm. Who loves the violence. Especially because he works so well against people with healing factors. I think that's why he was such a good villain for Wolverine, is that he petrifies people. He's like, I don't stab you, I don't shoot you, I turn you to stone. Right. Um, fundamentally, I voted gentle the first time. And I don't, I stand by that. I know everyone else wanted him on X-Men Red, but I feel like first I want him to perhaps develop more as a character before he goes back to dealing with the schism between Wakanda and Krakoa. I 100% think he's a spy for Wakanda. And I wanted that dynamic to be fleshed out. I think he's I a splinter he agent. I think he would actually do well in how, um, Vita Ayala's writing New Mutants. Mm-hmm. There's so much he can do. I think anything he gets into, it'll be fine. I voted Penance, though, when we all shifted, because I also didn't have an exception to Monet being there. I just thought she should replace Rogue and not, you know, uh, Polaris. I just don't think Rogue is doing well on the team. I think this is the time to cycle her out, um, especially because we haven't got her solo yet. And I feel like that should have been the earliest one. Uh, where we got to see, like, okay, why are you here? Because I know you, I know you, you giving me all sis, but honestly, I'm seeing more for Sunfire than I am for you. Mm-hmm. The question is, and the question is, like, so the so the the winner debuts in the next Hellfire Gala in June. My question is, are they adding on or dropping out and swapping? Like, I'm and, and I'm really curious. Not not saying that like I don't want to see another Hellfire Gala in some fashions again. I enjoyed that, but I just am really wondering. I, I, I think, I think, I think the controversy about this is like, why are they even doing this? I hope they remix it if they do do the Hellfire Gala again. I want them on Araco, not just on Earth. <laughs> I want them to pull in the Iraqis. I want it to be for mutants, by mutants, only mutants. Um, this as a celebration, I feel like it should be more intergalactic than just Earth. I feel like it should be their introduction to the galaxy rather than just Earth. Right. Well, I mean, you know, possibility, like this whole thing with um Phelan taking off ta- taking over Phobos outside of Araco could be probably what the Hellfire Gala would probably be about. Destroying them? I wish. I hate Naz bitch. That's what it is. I will say that um even though um, I don't particularly like that it's going to be a one-shot. 
I prefer that to it being a long drawn out 73 damn issue or however many issues we got. I think it was 12. Um, <laughs> Hellfire Gala that ends in us receiving the trial of Joseph part two. Wait, wait, wait. There's gonna be it's gonna be a one shot this time. Mm-hmm. It's a one shot. Thank God. I feel like it's tradition yeah. now. They had to kill Wanda every single uh Hellfire Gala. I feel like that's she's, she, she, I can't, she, I can't do. she's a great redeemer I, now. We can't kill her no more. Yeah, yeah, I, can't I, can't do. I feel like she should uh, die one year for every single life loss in Genosha. I'm not saying that in like, an animosity way. I'm saying like, oh yeah, you've done it once now before. Why don't just keep it up? Let's keep it going. Yeah, it's I tradition. Can't. All I know is I can't deal with another 34 issues of a Hellfire Gala. All of those weren't even that great. <laughs> Beautiful gowns, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also have some other characters who were invited, like Teresa. Siren, which I didn't hate. I didn't hate that as a choice. I, um, I didn't hate that as a choice either. But I just, she gives very much so we would swap her in for Polaris. And I don't I don't want to see Polaris leave the X-Men yet. Has Siren ever been an X-Men full flesh? No, she's always been an X-Factor yeah. or X-Force. I would love that for her. I like her power set. I think it's better than Banshee. Uh, she can do way yeah. more than Banshee. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I think fundamentally, maybe she might be too powerful for this list, honestly. I think that's the part that's sleeping with her is that she is. I feel like she should be in the running for the Omega status of her set. Just because she got so much broken thing about her. But I don't want to give her it all together. I'm like, give her a few more stories. Let me see how she develops. And then I might say, yeah, throw her into the potential list that you got storming for 20 years. Right. Um, Technically... If you're gonna do an acoustic, whatever the fuck, Kenneth, whatever their power set is called, um, wouldn't Bay the Blood Moon technically be? Not technically. I think she has an exotic version of it, but it's not overwhelmingly powerful with so many different variations like hers is. Hers is devastating. Uh, hers is sentient, and it's like a quirky thing. But I think he got them two in the same room, and they just went at it. Siren is the one who's flying around. And mind controlling people with it. Okay, maybe. I want to give it to her. I can see it potentially, but I don't think Bay is joining the great rank. I don't think she's a candidate. I think she's more known she, for being people's asses. I love Bay the Blood Moon. Every time she shows up, I'm like, more of her, please. And she's going to be her Knights of X. She deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Max, I don't know nothing about him. I don't know nothing about uh, him, but I have the inclination to learn. To totally worthless. Just keep him away. I think, was he an acolyte? I thought he worked for the government. I don't remember, child. Whatever it was, he and his power set, his um, Ant-Man Jr. Uh, power set can go. Okay, so let's discuss more about Atomic Angie. There's a little bit more. Atomic Angie? Who the fuck is Atomic Angie? You know, Firestar. Oh, child, fuck her. We can move move on. Child. Oh, that's some chops. I think we got to move on. I mean, I I, I I should just try to, you know, I mean, you know, Firestar is a white supremacist anyway. What did I say in the group chat about her? 
It's a lot. Yeah. I think we were. If she showed up, uh, her and Emma Frost would reenact that scene where we were introduced to Papa Pope in Scandal. Oh yeah. He hopped, oh yeah. He he offered um, Olivia that plane and told her that I am both the hell and the high water. That's that's Emma Frost. Emma Frost is is um, Firestar's Papa Pope. Bitch, don't yeah. play me. Yeah, the white, the white, the white nerds are really fighting for Firestar and and, and things like you know, my cousin, um, I think voted for her too. But I think his nostalgia is around the amazing friends. I think that's where a lot of people's nostalgia yeah. come from for for Firestar. Like, she has, yeah, she, has a, she has a rich history, but I just felt like it just doesn't make sense. Like, it, like it doesn't that whole, feel X Men. It does. I I just I just really want to fight whoever. I did is like we are not are we doing this vote every year? We cannot do this. This is dumb. I think they intended originally to do it every year. Like we are barely what, like like eight eight or six issues into some bullshit. Like y'all mm-hmm. barely can keep Pepe Laraz ass constant on the fucking book drawing and y'all trying to switch the fucking team up already. The team is not gonna switch till I think either issue. 14, 15, or 16, one of those. So dumb, I hate this. And hopefully it is literally just a swap or an ad and not like, whole new team. It's just dumb. There's been no character development, no nothing. Why are we doing this? I mean, honestly, and it really, again, I feel like it's nostalgia that is keeping Rogue on the team in the first place because she should not be here. I really feel like like, I'm like the Hickman era, era is about to jump the shark in the next few months. I'm gonna it's start not having a Hickman issues. era no more. It's over. They it's are just so dumb. Era. Y'all just doing anything. It's like oh, we're gonna feel like like all is like keep resetting the books and shit and like you know let's just let's just see this go to the wall, see what fucking stick. Y'all get on my fucking nerves, Marvel. Is it bling? Question mark bling. I feel like she needs more work. Yeah, bling I feel like definitely needs more work. work. I like the idea of her, but like now that we do have, like basically she was like, oh, what if Beyonce and Jay-Z had a kid? But now they do have several kids. And like, so mm-hmm. she's Blue Ivy, but like you have not done the work for her to earn that title of Blue Ivy. She's not anywhere near as stunning as we found out Blue Ivy is. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And uh, fuck mm-hmm. Micro Max. No one cares about Micro Max. Gentle, no one cares that's about our Micro nephew. Max. And so that's our nephew, and we want them, we do want more of him, but we need to make sure it's done proper. Monet, she had her chance. What if, but what if Gentle was uh, Prodigy's first black? We all, I agree with that. I want to see it. Um, I do want them to do it in a way that first explores Prodigy after what happened in X Factor. I don't want it to just be a rebound, like, oh, now I'm with Gentle because he's a nice person. I'm like, you should have, you should be very angry about what happened to you, Prodigy. Let's have you be angry for a bit. But then that's why Gentle would make sense as a person. Maybe murder a few people, have a Ronin era, you know? Who else is on this list so we, that we need to? Oh, Avalanche. We about, oh, Surge and Avalanche. <laughs> now, okay, okay, they pause. Let's go back to the Surge thing because y'all kept calling her a racist, and I and I could not figure out what happened. Okay, so it so, really oh, hit, okay. got revolutionary when Cerebro a pocket. 
amazing people who do run an X-Men podcast and does a really good job at it. Okay, so Surge began like her hate when Connor Goldsmith, who ran the Cerebral Podcast, one of the few good X-Men podcasts that is out there, um, reviewed Dust's portfolio, Soraya. Um, she was basically bullied by Surge for like the entire new uh, New Mutants, New X-Men run um, because Surge thought she was feminist and very much in a 2000s way would bash her for being Muslim and wearing, you know, so many different garbs and praying and like calling her anti-feminist. It was like basically just her whole character archetype was she's a bad person and she's also racist against Muslim Americans or Muslim people in general. And it's very 9-11-esque in how she goes about it. And so after that, everyone's like, yeah, Serge is a fucking racist. And honestly, there's no defending it. She is a racist. That's why she's dating Prodigy because Prodigy hates himself. So it's, it's very much like, it's a fair reason why everyone calls Serge a racist, but everyone's also like, oh, that's just the author. The writers at the time did that. It's not her fault. We should give the her character more time to like be adjusted or be redeemed. And I'm like, or she could just be a racist for a bit. And even if we redeem her, quote unquote, it doesn't erase that. I feel like a lot of white people are saying that because they too held same or similar views at the time. And they don't want to be called out for it. They don't want to be seen as problematic for it. But you guys are you guys were wrong then, you're wrong now. Or they're Kate Pride fans, and we still haven't forgotten that she called that black woman a nigger to her face. Yeah, but they redeemed Ooh, her in a different way. Kate did that. We're not going to ever erase the fact that she did that, but Kate doing mm-hmm. it and never really, like, Kate has she redeemed did. it in action rather than in statement. It's not going to be a situation where they deliberately pull her out and go, oh, I'm so sorry that I did this. They're not going to act like it never happened. I don't think they ever do. I think they just put her more scene- in more scenes with Storm. Like, she was in the Black Panther run with Storm. She was the sidekick to Storm in every single aspect of the Black Panther run. When she was engaged, I had black friends. Exactly, she was. Like. That's what it sounds like. She was making black references to black TV shows and BET and everything. That's my sister. That's my sis. <laughs> That's all I got. Mm. I don't know. After the bitch Kate said, after the bitch said it like three times. Exactly, she said it several times. She is a bad person, but fundamentally, she's a teen. But I think it's because they aged her up. People pay less attention to it because it's like. Those are two different eras. It's like saying like the Josh Wheaton Kate Pride is the same thing as the current Kate Pride, but the Josh Wheaton one was just Buffy. Kate Pride as the leader of a team still sort of is weird to me because they then are disrespectful and like make her the leader of a team that has Storm on it. Is that rude? Remember they did that twice? (laughs) And then like not only that, but you would never ever do that to Gene or Scott or Logan or really anybody the fuck else who's ever been a leader of the X-Men. They or Emma. default. They default to Sink, but they don't let him lead, period, flat out, which I think they should. I think probably just because Cyclops is a war captain. He has no choice but to lead. Um, I Here's the thing. Has Wolverine ever actually led the X-Men? Like as Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm thinking back to like Wolverine and the X-Men. He was the hitmaster. I don't think he was field commander. 
Yes, he was. So um, after Schism, where um, mm-hmm. Cyclops took his team and Wolverine took his team, Wolverine was their their um, their leader. All right. So yeah. So it was that little bit of time, but I remember like immediately after that, when Storm became headmaster and started dating him, it defaulted to her immediately. Like he kind of like shoved it <laughs> over to her, and she picked up the leadership. I remember that's around the time where mm-hmm. the Volume Four X Men began. Also, when Rachel had her flop era because she kept coming at Storm's throat, and I did not know why she didn't get slapped. Um, but especially since Storm is is besties with her mama. Hmm. I don't know because I also feel like when you take Kate and you take Surge, right? There's a feeling that Surge was pulling on some Kate mannerisms, but Kate fundamentally in all of those moments was not unaware of what she was doing, but Surge completely ignored it whatsoever. She's like, I'm not oppressing you. You're the problem here. It's the fact that Surge played victim while she was doing it that I think makes it almost the more reprehensible, a very white woman-ish for an Asian woman. Mm. I don't Mm. know. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying about the pick between Kate and Surge. I'm choosing Kate. That's fair. And I'm shoving Surge into still water and telling her to Ex- run. Except the fact that um, Kate is now working with a racist. You know what? You pick your battles. <laughs> <laughs> she's also working with oh, she's, genocidists. She's redeemed herself for her racism, for calling that black woman a nigger to her face. I didn't say she redeemed herself and for then, her racism. I said she... And then goes and works with a literal racist. Okay. Kokoa accepted Fenris. Because they allowed everyone to have amnesty. It was just a blanket. Everyone has amnesty. You get to start over. If you fuck up again, you're lost. It's also T'Challa's best friend. He's T'Challa's best friend. That was his best man at his wedding. They're besties. T'Challa and Reed Richards. When Reed asked, Richards and Tony Stark are best friends. They said it out loud. Like, the only person T'Challa trusts is Reed. They're besties. And being the token black girl. He needs to switch that up and become besties with Blue Marvel because we love Blue Marvel. We need more of him. I think they didn't remember Blue Marvel when they did that, but it became a cemented because everything Christopher Priest kind of did became cemented into T'Challa oh, as a character. Blue Marvel wasn't around when Christopher Priest was writing Black Panther. Yes. He didn't so exist it was yet. Like, yeah, so it was just like not a thing, but I think now definitely like that's his that would be his father figure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I hope they do evict T'Challa from the crown for a good amount of time where he's just running around now, exiled from Wakanda, so that he can like go about being a person for a bit. He he did that. That was a run. That was the um was. uh Black Panther uh man without fear where he was Daredevil for a little while. It was. I hope they do it again. And not like in a galactic empire. I hope they do it again. And because this current run, he's kind of an asshole. And I know he's about to, I know, isn't the next issue he pops up in Black Panther? Isn't it next week that's coming out? I feel like it is. Does it come out issue, this week? He's bringing drama to the Red Planet. He's bringing drama to Storm's footsteps. 
so I, I don't like that. One week. It's, so it's next week, the 26th. Our listeners, our listeners know we don't know dates. We don't yeah, we play don't. with the white man's mathematics. We don't know what none of that shit is. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah. We'll put it. Who's there? Black mm. uh. Panther. Who else on Docker put this fucking vote? Um, I think that's it. Like, Max, like, a lot of them weren't interesting to begin with. Like, Avalanche, maybe. But even then, I feel like Avalanche would just fade into the background. Um, and probably should be with a team that's more Brotherhood-centric. I think Avalanche, if he was Blob instead. Yeah, that was Michael Max. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they should, they should have been... I, I think the people that they picked wasn't creative. I don't know why they put Armor back on the list again. Like, stop trying to make our armor happen. <laughs> I feel like half of them were. I feel like gentle was a welcome change. I feel like bling was a sign that they are listening to people wanting more from the Academy X people. Um, I think Siren was one of those, this is overdue votes. Monet as well, mostly because Monet felt like a sink. I think they might have to do that love triangle thing, but I think the difference, Henry, I think that could make it work is the fact that they're leaning into polyamory. With the I want to leave. I want. I want to leave that alone. Everybody doesn't want to be polyamorous, and I'm not like hating because I've been in, in an open relationship. But it's like, it's like y'all already like, like y'all y'all gonna be out here like, you know, multiple dating months, multiple people not taking care of your kids. Y'all gotta make some choices, Krakoa. Y'all, 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 y'all gotta do. Y'all gotta do something. None like, three of them have any kids except for Laura. She's that basically Gabby's mama, but. Right. You know, I think it would have been. Oh, and also Monet. She's like the mom to her three, her two younger siblings. But I, just I think I, I just I that's the thing you paint on screen, though. I think that's something you illustrate in the actions of the story of them deciding. Like, actually, we gave it a try. We know it's a possibility. It's a normal here in Koa. Let's give it a try on this team. See what it looks like. Oh wait, Monet is highly needy and highly demanding, and Laura is the opposite. And so it's two different dynamics. Is this going to work? I'm saying because like I was a one woman man for like a hundred years, and now I'm expected to not be, and now I don't know if I'm the same person who likes Monet in the first place. I think it would be interesting to see engage like exactly why Sink is putting so much behind Laura when he's free now, um, to see where Laura actually wants to be and how she would interpret Sink actually moving on. But then her having that information would happen. And Monet getting some closure about like that it was basically the big trauma of her life, which was the loss of sync. I would be yeah. interested to see if they build a dynamic between Monet and Sunfire, just because I don't think I've ever seen them interact in any sort of ever. I find like that works. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty aggressive. I feel Hello. Like- Sunfire wouldn't see coming. I feel like Monet yeah. would. I think she'd have his number, but that's going to be very aggressive because both of them are headstrong. They got very dominant personalities and can fly off the handle like at the snap of a finger. So mm-hmm. that would be and, that would be a good little matchup let, in action. Um, let Al Ewing um, redefine Monet's powers so that we actually have an understanding of where they come from because I think that would be cute too. You don't understand Monet's powers? <laughs> she has like 800 million fucking powers. She's just perfect. She's, 
That's her power. He's Superboy, but a woman. But she doesn't have uh, telekinesis. She does tactile telekinesis. That's basically what no. her power is. Yeah, that's basically what her power is. Yeah, they think it's tactile telekinesis. They don't think she has. But they haven't. They but that they is, haven't. But it's basically that. that. But I thought her power. But I thought her power was magic based though. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is she why I'm See, she where's was Al Ewing to explain it to us? Right, where's Al Ewing to listen to Monet's episode of Cerebro uh, with Connor Goldsmith, also a friend of the podcast, uh, <laughs> um, for more details. But like, I think her power is pretty straightforward. It's just that she has a power set that would typically be a solo, and she's in a team dynamic at all times. And she's Supergirl. Supergirl would have her own like TV show. But instead, she's her own. She's in a teen comic where she had to share the spotlight, and people try to hold her accountable, and she just doesn't care. Huh. Well, flying brick with telekinesis and telepathy. Wow, it's also one of those reasons why I also don't want her on this team because remember last time you had three telepaths. Oh, but nigga, the last time they had three telepaths and they had Storm, then bitches was kicking ass. Oh yes, they were. That breakdown when they fought Arca- um Arkea was her name? Arkea, yeah. They fought yes. Arkea and that breakdown when like Monet went down first and then they went one by one after each of them. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Monet was it Psylocke and Rachel? Were those the other two? Mm-hmm. It was those uh, three also together. Kate, I think. No, Rogue. Rogue was on that team as well. Those but those three uh three women together. Attacking people tele- tele- uh, telepathically, nigga. And then Storm would come in and be like, okay, well, y'all are doing that bullshit over there. I'm just going to actually fight them. Y'all figure that, that out. A... Y'all good. We'll fight them. That was the scene where I first realized that the only person who can see Aurora eye to eye and like be like, I could take you, and you not you actually believe it, is Celine. Yep. We really ain't seen them fight, though, do we? They said they mm-hmm. say we can settle this later, and Celine was like, "I'm looking forward to it." I mean, I would, I would love to see it, so I'm not sure why they're holding off on that. But I think we need to get that out there in the world. They want someone to write it. I've already had this is a really interesting <laughs> dynamic. I think it would really pop off. Two goddesses, I love it. Mm-hmm. It would be like watching Kate Blanchett's Hella. And Angelina Jolie's Thena just go at it. <laughs> it truly would. Beautiful. You know, Eternals just got back on the air. So, you know, everyone's feeling the beat, even if Henry isn't. People are reading the comic. It's looking like it's going to go for another 10 issues. Oh, I get it. The comic <laughs> is actually kind of good. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Kieran Gillen is actually t- killing that shit. Isn't it? Isn't it so good? Like, it feels very much so like he is just writing the next book of Wicked and Divine, but with the Eternals. Have a very good they're story. also working. They're also working on the X Men series that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Kieran oh, is working on um, Immortal X Men. Uh, that's going to be really good. And you can tell because the Eternals are basically that kind of political entry because they only fight each other. It's not like they have. They're really worried about they're fighting each other constantly and i'm happy they included more eternals into the conversation with that because it's giving me a good idea about the dynamic 
like you can see the representatives of each member of the uh, Quiet Council in the Eternals. Let's see if they ever figure out the thing about Colossus. <laughs> Including um, Thanos as Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Actually being a good leader, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. <sighs> but anything else you want to tell our beautiful audience? No, I don't um, have anything else. Devil's Reign X-Men, a.k.a. the Emma Frost solo. Um starts uh this week mm -hmm. mm. that's gonna be cut i'm gonna love it mm -hmm. i wonder if they're gonna announce she the lord imperial in that one because you know mama don't play she's in charge in charge she looked at <laughs> she looked at charles and eric in the eye and said i'm going to take y'all entire life and she's, uh, she's still quiet Death of Doctor Strange X-Men Black Knight is also coming out this week. Bloodstone sucked. I think that's the only miss I want to say. Yeah, Bloodstone wasn't good. Bloodstone sucked. Blade one was even was better, I'm gonna say, because I didn't even know he was a sheriff of the vampire country. I didn't know he became the sheriff of that place. Me either. And I don't even I don't know, know when that happened. But if it happened in happened. Um, yeah. Jason Aaron's Avengers, well, girl, I wasn't going to read that, no way. Maybe I should check out Jason Aaron's Avengers just to see what's going on. I like the idea that they're mm -hmm. living in a celestial's head. Well, you know, I went ahead and I was going to read Phoenix Echo and then I canceled it. Yeah, I'm still punishing myself by reading it. Yeah. They did in... Um, Marvel Voices Heritage, whatever one just came out, um, they did go into a little bit of the backstory of the River character in Phoenix Song Echo, the one that's taking her back through her ancestral timeline. It still don't make no damn sense, but okay. Um, so we just gotta get ready for Negro History Month, for Negro Day, mm -hmm. where we have the Black History Month voices, and. I'm not exactly wild why the people are selected right now. Um, I feel like I feel like now will, will be a good time for them to step up after last year. This is like the I third think, black one, though, right? I think it's only the second. Third or fourth? Right? It's only the no, second. No, they had another one. I don't remember reading it. I know the one that was Charlemagne. I didn't buy or touch because I was like, I'm not supporting anything with Charlemagne's name on it. That was um, the very first one, and I the, I ignored the fact that he was in it as a writer because I had to support the rest of them. Wait, who was in it? I had no choice. Charlemagne uh, wrote one of the stories in the original Marvel Voices. He has his own, like, other show that, like, I'm not watching yes. either. This is his yeah, third show. Uh, People keep giving him chances. He this is his third show. But whatever. Let go and let God. I know that Nettie Okorafor did one, which was really excellent, where she had Storm saving that little girl um, mm -hmm. from trafficking, and she can control all four elements. Uh, just reiterating that Storm loves the, loves the kids, especially if they're girls. And they control the elements. Mm -hmm. So this is Oya too. <laughs> 
Oya Jr. All right, so what comics are you guys looking forward to this week? Is it actually Devil's Reign X-Men? I feel like Eternals yeah, Devil's is coming Devil's Reign X-Men is coming out this week. Uh, I think Eternals is. Oh, so you know I'm looking forward to that one. Like Thanos descends upon... I'm kind of looking forward to this new Hulk series that's out, which I think is really good. It is. It's, it's randomly like, interesting. Yeah, it's different. Because I've never like, I've never seen him actually make like a like a. I don't know how he do it. I think they're still trying to figure out how he did it because the Avengers had a, a a meeting about it. But it's like fucking Bruce Banner has like control over how angry the Hulk gets and basically can control like you know his movements and shit like like how angry he gets and it's 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 really interesting like how they're going about it because it's almost like he has a power or something in the Hulk's mind so I'm kind of interested to see how they kind of like play that out because they haven't really explained that yet but it's like Showtime said it was like randomly interesting you also have Strange Academy dropping I don't know her even though I'm Listen, still punishing myself by reading it. You gotta read this one. This one is, is we're getting more of our little Miss Laveau, Zoe Laveau is coming through. Uh, so we gotta support her. I love her story beat moments. She's been actually really interesting. It's the other girls that you like. What? Oh, girl. <laughs> what's that, what's like that girl the addiction Zoe? Yeah, Zoe Laveau, even though Marie Laveau is a villain in Marvel, but no, no, I keep oh, ignoring that. Not Zoe. I'm talking about um Emily. I'm sorry. I meant Emily. Like who? Like what? This? Why is she? What did she do? She has general magic. It's like she's the special girl. She's Mary Sue. Yeah, that's. But I can see them kind of trying to make her the special girl. I wish they didn't. I wish it was a more contained she's story. Or she is very basic and. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't like how basic she is. I don't like how what she represents as an archetype, just in fantasy in general. But I bear. I grip my teeth and bear myself because I also like Doilo. There's a handful of characters I do like, and I also like Brother Voodoo. So, but there's um, also Devil's Reign X Men. Uh, there is Eternals. Um. Strange Venom, Academy, which has been very interesting, in X Lives and Ten Lives of Wolverine. Number on, one, on the the DC side of things, Aquaman, The Becoming, Nubia, and the Amazons, and Black Manta all have books coming out this week. And all of those shows have been immaculate. I'm sorry, books have been immaculate. We're going there. I think it'll be hot. But with that, I think we have everything we're looking forward to. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you for bearing with us. And make sure you get out there and vote because you never know when a microwave might beat you in an election. Wow. (laughs) Well, hmm. 
All right, bye, y'all. Bye. Say no to conventional ovens.